Welcome to Chiclas Hablando de Drag. Just kidding, it's still chicks talking drag, but we are in Spain. Welcome to Madrid, where the music is loud. Oh, and the drinks are cheap. Beware of spoilers ahead. Hello everyone, and welcome to Chicks Talking Drag. As always, my name is Gabby, and my co-host is... Anna! Hey guys! So we are at episode six. Can you believe it? It's only two episodes left before the finale. Okay, so what has happened uh, from last week? The lovely Hugasir has left the building. And of course, most people are accept. And uh, of course, the Vima isn't. But uh, that doesn't stop the girls from congratulating Killer Queen for Irene. And... Uh, Something that I found very interesting, you guys, is Carmen and Dovima seemingly getting a little bit cozy. You guys, it's like a moment. But if you like blink, you miss it. But they were touching hands like a couple would. And um, Carmen showed to everyone in the room that she was ready to lip sync because she had a wig reveal ready to go. She, was, she had it unlocked and she had this luscious hair. But... Anna, what happened the day after? First of all, can I just say I am so gagged because how did I not notice that there was this whole cozy moment going on with Carmen and Davima? I literally thought it was friend vibes. Well, that just goes to show how much I know about uh, drag queen relationships. But we do get a mini challenge. And Supreme Deluxe says the mini challenge is intense. And when she starts miming fisting, I'm like, um, what? <laughs> what is she doing? And the queens are like, are we going to play a sex game or what? But don't worry, you can relax because guess what? It's puppets time, bitches, and we all love puppets. So Sagittarius is the first one to approach the glory hole and gets Poopy Poisson. So Poopy gets the Vima and immediately impersonates her well. So I'm like, okay, she's going to do good. And Davima gets Sagittaria and seems less than hyped about that. But we know Davima don't have good vibes by everyone in the workroom. So Carmen gets Killer Queen, who she thinks will be easy to impersonate. And last but not least, Killer Queen gets Carmen. So as usual, the queens are given 20 minutes to prepare their drag queens. And we have Sagittaria as Poopy first who unfortunately is stumbling over her words, struggling with the improv, and did lack timing. And although the queens were laughing, they weren't laughing in a good way. And then we had Davima as Sagittaria. So her first joke was funny. She started strong when she was trying to spell Sagittaria's name. But then suddenly her mind went blank and she was like, yeah, I have no idea what I'm doing. I literally prepared for this. What happened? And girl, we can relate. It's something that's happened to all of us. However, the good news, we have Poopy as Davima, who is as funny as I thought she would be. She even impersonates Supreme perfectly, saying, Davima Nunami, before singing to 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 the moon and i'm like okay my personal highlight was when she dragged her davima puppet across the stage slowly poking fun at davima's walk and then we have killer as carmen and killer is funny too she turns to carmen not carmen the real one carmen the puppet and says we know you are ready for everything and then carmen says yes this is why i brought 
da, 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 a change of clothes. She attempts to do a tear away, but for some reason, Carmen's head in, ends up coming off and they all start screaming because they're like, bitch, she beheaded her. <laughs> but Carmen as killer, oh my God, she absolutely killed it. So first of all, she comes out with killer's face and body being shrouded in a red sequin fabric. Carmen says, killer, we can't see you. And then, yet again, another reveal underneath, and it's another outlandish costume, and this time it's a cow print fabric. Another reveal happens, and we can finally see Killer's face. And Killer the puppet says, Wearing everything is my routine. After all, her motto is always more more and this one line like really killed me killer says sometimes people place things on me thinking that i am the hanger you know basically making a reference to the fact that she wears so much at once and of course we get the winner of the mini challenge and it is none other than miss carmen Farala. and she also gets an extra special prize which we're going to find out about very soon gabby Tell us what this week's maxi challenge is. Well, Carmen got me howling. Like everyone was crying from how funny she was. And I didn't even need to read those subtitles. I was like, yes, bitch, yes. The maxi challenge is a rose challenge. And with a rose challenge, well, there is um, the always beautiful and a double-edged sword opportunity of choosing the running order and carmen is the person that gets to choose the running order so the girls literally have to showcase their community chops and this time around of course supreme deluxe will help them but also comedian brian heffer during the time that the girls find themselves writing their skits Sagittaria literally goes blank. And she explains that she doesn't feel comfortable doing this and she doesn't feel like a funny queen. And something that Carmen said really, really struck me. And uh, she explains that being a perfectionist will always backfire because life is imperfect and you cannot control everything. And um, that's why Sagittaria finds herself in this massive rut in which she can't think, she cannot decide what she wants to do, and she really finds herself in like a very sad and upset state. And uh, of course, it's time for Carmen to come, come out with the running order, which lo and behold will change. But Carmen says that she wants to start first and want to put poopy last because the best should go first and last and create that synergy in which even if the middle is shit people will still be happy about the performance so she starts with herself then puts killer then puts sagittaria then dovima and last poopy but of course like i said things will change and in this episode really nothing is as it seems so we get into rehearsals and anna what happens what's really interesting about this rehearsal is that the judges actually have useful advice to give the queens. They're not just like, oh, be funny. You're not being funny. They actually give constructive advice, which I think is so important. So, for example, with Davima, who says she has a non-existent relationship with comedy, and to be fair, yeah, 
I can see it, girl. Uh, she comes up with this idea that she will be writing in her journal and has terrible eyesight. She can't see who the judges are. She's looking for her glasses. And the judges are just like, okay, well, I like the first part, so the journal part, right? But the second part just seems a little bit too complicated and just try, tries to show Davima that actually sometimes simplifying your routine can actually make you know things better and i agree i have this tendency to overcomplicate things sometimes and it's just like you know what strip it back to basics because that's what makes it funny yeah and with killer queen who comes in next uh bray's f says for killer to use a character for the roast which will help her and yeah i definitely think that that is a good idea because we've seen how um Killer Queen has excelled in characters in the past. I mean, Snatch Game, that was amazing, right? So yeah, I can really see Killer Queen doing well in this challenge if she follows what the judges ask her to do and doesn't go too one-dimensional and manic as she has done in the past. And then with Sagittarius, it is very clear, at least from the rehearsal, that this is not her challenge. She seems very confused. She seems very lost. And she also doesn't seem herself at all. Like her drive does not seem to be there as much as it usually is, which is kind of sad. And, you know, the judges tell her to focus on ripping apart the jury because that is the challenge instead of making jokes about the other contestants. And then Poopy, I mean, from rehearsal, she looks to be doing well. She's, she's um, calm with her delivery. She makes solid jokes and she makes the judges laugh. However, Poopy does say that she finds it hard to balance comedy and meanness, meanness, which is very important in a roast because as well as being funny, you need to be clever in the way that you approach your humour. And Carmen is another one who's not kind of used to, you know, this roast format. She's not used to writing a script and finds that she is funny in a spontaneous way. I mean, look at the previous episode when she was literally shoving bananas into her mouth and burping at the other contestants. Like, she's an Alyssa Edwards character who is funny when she's improvising. So the judges are also being a little shady and implies that she should change the order. And I'm like, mm, okay, okay, okay. You're stirring the pot now. <laughs> So it's elimination day and the girls go back into the workroom and like in, in some other episodes, they come in with a silly choreographed entrance. And this time around, it is a gym class led by the one and only Carmen Farala. They're squatting, they're skipping. And of course, they'll even be like, yeah, I'm not into this. Bye, bitches. So the girls talk again about the order. And like I said, it's gonna change. Anna, would you like to tell us what the new order is? So we have Killer Queen first, and then Carmen, followed by Sagittaria, Dovima, and Poopy to close. Now this is really clever for Carmen to do, because she says, uh, well, the beginning may be shitty, but the end will be good. Mm. let's see if she's right about that but i have to say from a strategy point of view killer is obviously a strong person in improv as is carmen but we do get on to the runway and as usual gabby is going to tell you all about her thoughts on supreme deluxe and her fabulous outfit of course 
I come in and say the same four words like every single week. Supreme Deluxe, what is she wearing this week? Well, she's wearing this fringe, see-through slash metallic mini dress with a metallic jacket, which has geometric, literally pieces of this metallic reflective material and a very geometric, very uh, big shoulders. And she looks good. That's all I wanted to say. She looks good. She still hasn't folded me. And like, of course, it's only one season. It's only been six episodes. But you guys, you never know. Some fashion choices the judges have made in the past, they are questionable. But we do get into the main challenge. And this week, welcome, welcome to Drugs de la Comedia, which literally means comedy drag queens like <laughs> does sound very much more exciting in spanish but the first one is killer queen well i have to tell you to be fair i've been obsessed with killer queen this whole season because the queens have always underestimated her and she has been killing it like her name suggests and i'm just so so happy with her performance in this challenge and here's why it was such a strong start from beginning to end I was laughing. I was crying. I was just obsessed. First of all, she comes in dressed as a lawyer who is representing Killer Quinn. So I'm like, mm, okay, I see what you're doing here. Now, this is a good way to approach a roast. So she says, the first accusation is that it's claimed that Killer Queen's identity is unknown. And I'm like, I wonder if she's referencing the whole puppet thing that was going down in the workroom. So I was like, okay, this is interesting. This is a good way to take the piss out yourself before you start ripping into the judges. That is a real smart move. And then she says, honestly, without my glasses, I would not know whether we have Rosanna after a good diet. Uh, next to her, Cello Garcia Cortez, referring to the judges, and they are literally crying, um, as they should be, because Killer is really funny. But <laughs> this was a particular line that really stood out. Um, and it, it's when she turned to um, Javi and said, Mr. Javi and Mr. Javi, I checked your film career. It is always said that too much of something is bad. And then she has this dramatic pause going on. In your case, even a little is bad. Please stop this terrorism right now. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> I was like, she didn't just come out with that, did she? And you know, it just keeps getting better and better. When she turns to Anna Lockin, like this literally killed me. She said, I tried to gather information about you. However, unfortunately, not even Wikipedia helped me. And she was like, who are you, girl? Who are you? And I was like, oof, the shade. Yeah, Killer absolutely knocked it out of the park. She made me laugh the most and I really, really enjoyed her performance. But we do go on to someone else. Well, Carmen did make me laugh to me. It was literally between Carmen and Killer. And I would have been upset if any other person would have won. Because Agreed. literally everyone else. Terrible. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> like, for real. But Carmen uses, like, model turned ditzy TV hosted character created by Paco Leon. You guys will be like, who the fuck? is Paco Leon. Not only he is a sketch writer who created a sketch show called Homo Zapping, it would be like um, 
if you think about the um, Dave Chappelle show, it's something like that. But also he's an actor, he's a director, a writer. And uh, if you are familiar with La Casa de los Flores, you know him as this transgender wife of one of the main characters. But you guys, Carmen was amazing because she literally nailed it out of the pack. She had joke after joke after joke. And by using this character that she created for herself, by sounding very silly, ditzy, not really being 100% there, everything mean she said sounded like she wasn't aware of the fact that she was saying something mean, which made it even more funny. She would just drop mean bombs one after the other, and you couldn't be mad at her because she was saying it with such a, a big smile and so much love. One of the jokes uh, that she said was referred to the Javis because, of course, uh, Javier and Javier, plurals is not Javier's, but the Javis. Um, and uh, she said that she keeps seeing them everywhere. You turn on TV, there's the Javis. You open a magazine, there's the Javis. You get into a gay sauna. There's the Havis. So basically, you find them everywhere. But next up, there is Sagittaria, who I have very little thoughts about, but I'm sure Anna has a little bit more. <laughs> yeah, you would think that, seeing as I like to talk. However, there is honestly not a lot to say about Sagittaria, but what I'm going to say is constructive, and I hope it doesn't come across in a mean way. I think that Sagittarius was really in her head this episode. And I feel especially the reason this being is that the fact that the other queens literally had no confidence in her whatsoever. Apart from Killer Queen, the rest of the queens were, you know, really making comments on the fact that they don't think that she's funny and the fact that Sagittarius has realised that she's funny and all of this. And I'm like, well, that's enough to undermine anybody's confidence. But... Then I was thinking, but she did so well in, you know, Snatch Game. And while she was doing better than she was in rehearsal, it was it was uncomfortable to watch because halfway through, she forgot her words, she forgot her jokes. And it was just a little bit like crickets. And I felt so bad for her because I was like, oh God, this is literally the worst thing that can happen. And you, you know, she had a few funny jokes. And when she turned to Anna Lockin and said, it, you are living proof that you can start doing drag at 58. Like she had some zingers in there. Unfortunately, the flow just wasn't there. It wasn't structured. And it just didn't come across well. Yeah, that actually is unfortunate. The Vima is next. And she mm. has jokes and she has fleshed out this whole story. Like you were saying, she has the diary. She has forgotten glasses. She will find her glasses and she has jokes for day. Everyone was laughing, but yeah. the wig betrayed her. The wig literally <laughs> betrayed her. So she was wearing this beautiful luscious black wig with like a white stripe, like Manila Luzon style. And uh, the wig wouldn't stay up. So basically there was this massive swoop that was meant to just stay there, but there was not enough hairspray and it kept falling on her face so she couldn't read her lines while she was fake writing uh, this diary and so forth. So that literally really hindered her performance. And um, 
Yeah, the wig literally betrayed her. What about Poopy, though? Oh, my God. Okay. Here's something I thought I'd never say. I thought that Poopy was going to be in the bottom with this performance. And I feel really bad saying that because I thought she did really good in the rehearsal. She's killed every single comedy challenge going. And there's been a lot this season. But it was really awkward. Like, it started off strong. There was some, there was some cute jokes in there. But then when she went on about supreme deluxe and her ears i was really confused she said that they invented wind power they invented dolby surround immersive sound she was the first queen to fly with a paraglider like literally it went on and on and i was like oh my god i never knew that ears were technologically advanced and but it's not funny though it's clever but it's just nah I know. Uh, I didn't enjoy it. Honestly, it was on par with Sagittaria for how awkward the jokes were. Because I think what it is more is it's not that Poopy did absolutely terribly. She didn't. What it is is that you have such huge expectations with her because she is a comedy queen. We've seen that she's amazing in Snatch Game. She's been amazing in improv. So you would expect her to do it well in a roast. I mean, yeah, it wasn't for me, unfortunately. But we do get onto the runway, and this oh, this runway is everything. It's called Night of a Thousand Rosalia or Noche de las Mil Rosalias. If you weren't living under a rock, you might be asking, who is Rosalia? Rosalia is the pop, flamenco, reggaeton, Latin music, everything sensation that came out of Spain almost three years ago. And uh, her debut album was El Mal Querer. And uh, it comes out with so many songs. There's Piensa en tu mirada, Di mi nombre, Malamente. And the uh, album El Mal Querer was literally her sophomore album, but also a graduation project. Do you understand she became a famous diva all over the world? thanks to a graduation project. I wish my dissertation made me become a famous person. I'd be making money, I'd be flying everywhere. And of course, uh, one of her most famous, uh, famous song, which holds a YouTube uh, record, is um, Con Altura. Okay. What a tune. Uh, all of her songs are tunes, man. And I now know. she's the... Uh, She's with Bad Bunny, so they're literally like a Latin track oh sensation. Like, literally. In all fairness, like, I love me some Bad Bunny. So Bad Bunny and Rosalia together, oof, that oh, is a pairing. But speaking of Rosalia, we do get onto the runway, and I just want to give you a really concise rundown of what all the queens are wearing and what Rosalia look it is inspired by. So first up, we have Davima, and at first glance, I'm like, ooh, Violet Chachki realness on the stage. She's wearing this black outfit with gemstones, she's got latex pantyhose, and she's even carrying Rosalia's MTV award in her hand, fake, obviously, and she's looking like a fierce fish. I'm like, 
yep, I instantly recognized this Rosalia. Then we have Poopy, who is inspired by the song Pizza and Tumira, and she is dressed in a tracksuit from the 70s slash 80s with all these weapons going on. It's such a crazy explosion of weapons, I'm telling you. You've got a machete, you've got bat, you've got guns, and it's this really like campy version of Rosalia's outfit. And I was living for it, even if I was a bit confused, because I guess I didn't recognize the reference, but I was still liking it. And I was like, mm, I've got to go do my research and see, like, which music video is this from or which look is this from? I'm going to find out. Um, anyway, we have Carmen next, who is in this beautiful red fringed leather midi dress, who is inspired by Rosalia at the Grammy Awards with a stunning stunning um rosalia style wig it's a black sleek wig that is absolutely fierce and she's got a cinched belt to give the look some body and you know what's good carmen made this outfit in the workroom from scraps and i'm like that's the sound of me clapping that is fierce you know what i would wear that look yes girl and then we've got killer who i almost did not recognize when she came out because she looked so different um she was really pared back the makeup was different you could really see her eyes she looked really beautiful which i always thought that killer queen was beautiful anyway but she looked absolutely stunning tonight um and she was wearing a very editorial look inspired by rosalia's vogue cover she's got these red razor sharp nails this structured red ruffle leather dress and she's even got a white polystyrene st snake falling down her head and the whole look was just absolutely beautiful even the detail of the mouth where she has that kind of half bitten off lip i was like oh my god yes girl work and then we have sagittaria who is in one of the most instantly recognizable looks i think i absolutely recognize this straight away and it's inspired by rosalia's shows it's a painted leather red vinyl cord with matching jacket and trousers and enormous gilded nails. She's wearing a chained belt around the trousers and she just looks absolutely yummy. I was like, you know what? This makes up a little bit for your roast performance because I'm obsessed with this look. And, you know, all of the queens did well so far on, on the runway, which is great. But there is one thing that I just want to point out. And it's the fact that actually Davima's outfit had a little bit of a helping hand. So Davima says that Carmen saw that they both had the same outfit and said, "Hun, don't worry, I'll make another suit so we won't match. And I was like, wow, this is the humanity that I was after. Like, that is really nice. But maybe there's something a little bit more there, as Gabby was saying earlier, that I didn't pick up on. And she even says that the award that she was carrying was Carmen's and that Carmen lent it to her, which is really lovely. I was like, the reason that she made her outfit in the workroom is because they both had the same look. So she was like, she gave part of her outfit to uh, Davima and she also changed her look. I was just like, all right, wow, that is amazing. True. Uh Carmen is uh, literally an amazing person and like she's beautiful inside and out is weird. Is like when people are beautiful inside and out, I'm like, what, where is the catch? But apparently there's no catch with the Carmen, which was wearing one of my favorite dresses on the runway. That leather dress was everything. And uh, like, because it's 
uh, an outfit that I recognized and like I literally saw Rosalia wore like two years ago at the Grammys. I was like, yes. But even though Poopy wasn't wearing the most fashionable thing to me, that was like hands down Rosalia because she was literally wearing the same exact tracksuit. And like, because she was having all these weapons around, you literally, if you're familiar with the music video, you don't even need to know that it's Night of a Thousand Rosalias to know that it's Rosalia because that is like a scene from the video in which she's kneeling and everyone had weapons. We, we get to that judgment and I think just a really small thing that is worth mentioning is the fact that Killer explains why she doesn't like making fun of people because we're all like, Killer, you're so funny. Why you cannot make fun of people? And she's like, everyone, I think, on this stage have been bullied in some way or another as growing up because of their sexuality, because of being a little bit more quirky and so forth. And uh, the fact uh, is that after receiving this type of bullying to myself, I don't want to be the mean person. I don't want to ever find myself inflicting the same pain onto anyone else. And I felt that that was like so inspirational and so amazing to say from Killer because it really shows why we are in front of this amazing soul. Uh, we do get onto Top's bottom save, which are Top, of course. I don't even like think that we need to guess it because we said it. She's an amazing person. She made us laugh. She's wearing an amazing dress. That is Carmen Carala. Then we have us safe. Killer and Poopy, and for the bottom we have Dominima and Aquaria, which were the ex-flatmates, and no one still ever told us what was the drama in between those two. But do you agree with this positioning? Because I don't. I think Poopy should have been at the bottom, and uh, Dovima should have been uh, safe just because Dovima had jokes. Everyone was laughing. The only thing that betrayed her was the wig. Yeah, 100%. I, I completely agree. I actually thought that it was going to be Sagittarius and Poopy lip syncing. Like, I really felt like that was going to be what would happen. Because although Davima was not, like, the funniest, she was funnier than those two and did have a routine going. It's just that motherfucking wig literally got in her way so much. And I was like, I actually feel bad for you. But you know what? They got the top two right because Carmen and Killer, damn. They were so, so funny. Like, yeah. I can't even. Like, and I cried. Like, I was literally laughing and howling. Like, you should have been in my house that evening. Oh, my God. <laughs> I could imagine how manic that sounded. It was. <laughs> but we do get to lip sync. And we are lip sync to Haute Couture by Rosalia. If you haven't heard this song, please go check it out. If you haven't heard of Rosalia music, please go check it out. You've been living under a rock. You're missing out on so many beautiful things in life. And like, girl. <laughs> can we talk about this lip sync, though? Can yes. we? Let's talk can about I? this lip sync. Okay. Well, Gabby, let me tell you a little story. Once upon a time, there were two queens battling it out to be saved and be in the top four. Davima versus Saji. And Saji's lip syncing and she's feeling herself. She's feeling her oats. She's whipping her long hair back and forth. She's feeling her oats. She's like, mm, yes, I've got my Gia gun realness happening right now. And you look at Davima. 
I literally said, wait, what? Because she's not doing anything. She's not moving. She's not, she's not saying I anything. I she and I'm was like, going to move at some point. Like when what? the, when the course hit, uh, she was going to move. Yeah. I thought she was literally going to like surprise us with something, but, but no, she didn't even do a Charlie Hyde's like, Charlie Hyde's did some kind of movement, at least. There was the finger pointing. Don't forget the finger pointing, telling those kids to get off your lawn. But no, Davima was not doing anything. And then in her confessional, she was literally like, I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. And I'm like, what? what's happening? Like, what's going on? And Sagittaria, I thought, was really great in this lip sync because she even went over to Davima and was like literally trying to get her to join in. And Davima doesn't even look angry in the lip sync, honestly speaking. She actually looks happy, like, which probably the happiest I've seen her in a while. Really? Like, she's smiling. Yeah, she, I saw her smiling as Sagittaria, and, you know, while it was a bit of a sad smile, she was kind of, like, accepting something, which, obviously, we hear about when the lip sync is finished. But, yeah, I was confused until we got told why she didn't lip sync. So, you know, Supreme's like, well... Tell me, Davima, why do you have that attitude? And Davima kind of explains that, well, you know, she did come here to win. She was willing to get rid of everyone. She came here, she came here playing a character that she could no longer play. Um, you know, she'd come all this way and she's happy with the people that she met here. But she said, ultimately, Sagittarius really deserves how far she has got. And my path here was not as good. Yeah. She said, I'm really sorry. I couldn't move. But, like, I was broken inside. And, you know, the queens are crying. The judges are crying. Hell, we're crying. You know, people people will, at home will wonder why I can't take it. This is what she says. And she said, well, I reached my limit. And you know what? Fair enough. Like, Gabby, have you ever been in a situation where you really feel like you've given it all, your all? But there's literally nowhere else to go. You've reached a limit and there's nothing else that you can do. You really did try your best. Well, yeah, of course, that happens in life. And uh, sometimes it's worth giving up. And I, like the reason why I'm not upset of Dovima's choice, uh, and I was completely uh, upset with the Inti's choice, was the way they explained it. And they were like, I got till here, and I did all my best. I'm going to, of course, take the lip sync because it's part of the game, but I'm not going to do anything about it, which is a better way, I think, of taking it than just living before the lip sync or living during the lip sync. You're taking everything that you signed up for, but you're not giving your best. And we saw so many times girls like giving up during the lip sync and not giving their best. But like the, way, the reason behind it and the fact that she wanted to see the other person win rather than yeah, I'm not here for it anymore. I'm like, oh my God, yes. That is a very selfless act as well. Of course, it's like a selfish act for your mental health and like wanting your best for your mental health. But also the explanation that she gave was very selfless. I didn't want to move to not give any doubt that Sagittarius deserved this. That is like the most selfless thing that you can say. And I think it's also very selfless considering uh, the connection that she created with Carmen. Carmen was at the back crying her eyes out. She was like basically on the floor. She was completely desperate. And uh, Domima 
really uh, told that that was the best decision for her. And of course, that means that the Vima leaves, Sagittaria wins the lip sync. And we get to next week, which is a makeover challenge with rugby players. Da, da, da. Feels a lot like deja vu, you know. Yeah. And, what does that remind you of, Gabby, huh? <laughs> uh, I'm not going to tell you. You guys can uh, tell us on our Instagram page, which is chicks talking drug underscore the pod. You can leave a comment on our iTunes page. Maybe leave us five stars if you feel like it. And you can follow us on Spotify. You guys, there is so much choice. See you later. Bye. So don't forget to watch Drag Race España every Sunday on Wild Present and Actress Player Premium in Spain.